Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Hi, right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 209. Matt, how you been this week? It was, we were a bit... I think last week it was a little bit doom and gloom from the pair of us. Hopefully it's been a slightly better week this week. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, relatively. Relatively, I guess. Had a meeting with my with my trainer, um, saying he'd have to put me forward for my English maths mock. However, even if I pass that, I can't sit my actor exam until I've raised all of my levels by point one, which means nothing to anybody I know, but I've already raised it up to 2.6, which was fine. But now they've all said, oh, no, we need 2.7 for everyone now. So I've got to go do the whole lot again. All right. The math person in me straight away is like, I need context. So what, what's like the scale? Are we talking like, if like five is the maximum, that would be very different from if 10 was the maximum. Well, anyway, 2.6 would get you a C at GCSE level. Okay. Oh, you're talking about... I thought you were talking about foods to begin with. First of all, I thought you were talking about a fitness trainer. And then I was like, oh no, he's talking about his job. And then I was like, okay. Yeah, I have to sit in math for my course. And uh, my trainers are happy how I am, but they've changed in the last month how they're doing things. I'm like, I'm already half... I'm a furry for the course. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that you can't change things mid-course. That that's, uh, as a teacher, that sounds really strange that something like that would happen. Yeah, it's like I'm going to be doing the two workshops. Like, like, so I'm going to learn new skills, be it like vegetarian stuff or learning about learning about poultry and game, you know, like how like how to like properly butcher it and all that stuff. Which mm. I, I try finding ideas fascinating. Might not be doing them now. Hmm. I'm like, if that's the case, that's the case. But you were, I was promising to start my course. I was looking forward to it. I'm gonna be honest. It sounds an increase of zero point one sounds so meaningless. It sounds like you're stressing over nothing. If you I were that close that to it, it's the fact I've got to go back and redo the whole lot, Graham. Oh, I thought I thought it was when it been when you when I realized it was about your maths. I, I assumed that was the like the GCSE that you would take at the end of the course. Uh, no, I've got to take it at the beginning of the course, Graham. Huh? Before well, you've learned the stuff? I've got, I've got I like that whole course uh, was asked backwards, to be honest. I've got to have English and maths to qualify at the end okay. of the day. Oh, so and you've I've already taken it. your maths exam? No. no. <laughs> I'm not sure any of this is going to make the ad. <laughs> I've been, uh, what I've been doing, Graham, is I've been doing the work to show you I have the understanding of it to, to okay. pass the, the mock and everything. So I've done that. And now I've got to go. I've got to do it again to actually raise up higher. Well, it sounds like, like you've only got to do like, isn't it? Okay, isn't it like just doing like corrections or something? Like the questions you got wrong, just redo those ones. And it sounds like you only need like one more question. Or am I totally misunderstanding this? It may be the case. But I've still got to go through. I've got to do all the material again, all the videos. I've got to do all of them again, and for, and do all the working out again. It's as annoying, Graham. So. Yeah, you're going to have to give that 20-sided uh, die a rest for a, a few weeks by the sounds of it. 
Talk math, math. That's a good thing. You, I still, I still can't get my head around it. The mathematician does not like rolling math rocks. Enough about that, though, Graham. How are you? Well, as I said, as you were about to click record, record, I got to be very careful about what I talk about because some things I want to talk about in the show. So, um, yeah, m- much better week by far. A much better week. It just seemed a little bit. It seemed a little bit more relaxed. Um, I think part of it was. Uh, students are only in school for four of the five days. Uh, Monday is kind of a traditional government holiday. It's a uh, Christopher Columbus Day, or as it's probably more commonly called now. You, did you just throw your hands up in there? Do you not know who Christopher Columbus is? Yeah, I know who he is. But oh, okay. Or Indigenous People Day is often it's called now. As uh, he's getting a bit of a bad rap these days. So um, we had yeah, a right, so. in the morning. And um, and the afternoon and rest of the morning was um, kind of a teacher work day. So we got so I got a chance to get things done without having to do it on the weekend. So last weekend was actually really nice. And after that, there was only four days. So, yeah, m- much better day. Much better day. Uh, sorry, much better week even. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. good. Um, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push this conversation on because I've got to make sure I don't talk about something I want to talk about in one of my sections. And it's going to be very tempting to want to do that. So well, then, Graham, how about I take my temptation away from you, Graham? And we can go and hit some good cop moments. Good! Bad! No guests. We barely managed to get ourselves organised. I asked you on Monday, I was like, hey, I, I know I'm not going to be helpful this week because there's certain times that I cannot make. Like, I was like, Friday is out, can't do that at all. Uh, Saturday, I was like, that's going to be a real problem for me because I'm busy. But I was like, possibly, uh, I said, I guess Saturday morning is no good for you, though, either, because you're probably working. And then I heard nothing until th- Thursday morning. It was like, what times are you available? It's like, brilliant. Uh, we're probably not going to record show. Anyway, it all worked out beautifully. So what is your main good cop moment of the week? Yeah, for context, I'm getting my food jab, Graham, in about two hours' time. That's why. Um, uh-huh. Right, so it's a day off. Right, um, <clears throat> well, should we address the elephant in the room, Graham, as a good cop moment of the week? <laughs> extreme rules? I assumed you were going to talk about extreme rules, to be extreme honest. Rules, WWE fan. Extreme rules. Um, solid B plus, maybe even an A minus show. Uh, it was it was solid. Um, good wrestling, good storylines. It was all. It was a good show. It was the end of the show, though, Graham. They even put up the credit stamp. Ooh. It, obviously, you know what it is, Graham. That means it, it ends. That means it's end. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And That's and it. then lights went out. Cole, Cole and Graves sold it. Are we still on the air? Are we still on the air? Uh-huh. And he's got the whole world in his hands. Oh, my word. I've, that may be the, the biggest pop of the year. Bray Wyatt returning. Now, we said on last week's show, it's Bray. Of course it's Bray. I did yeah. like the idea, who could it be if it's not? But it was it was obviously gonna be Bray. Um he is probably the biggest return out of everyone who was released last year. Um I think everybody out there is happy to see him back, happy to see him in a good place in terms of able to actually work and everything. Um how do you feel about Bray Wyatt being background? Happy? Uh, I'm happy about it. I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. So I was actually at the debut of The Fiend. 
So when I was up at SummerSlam yes. in um, Toronto, so I was against, against Captain Abs. I I was uh, very excited for that. So no, no, I'm a big Bray White fan. You obviously know that I love the uh, the John Cena match as well at WrestleMania, which oh, no one else particularly seems to like. No, I'm a big fan of Bray White. I think he's um, a creative genius. He gets people's attention. He does mm. something very different from what most things that are going on, and I think you need that in wrestling. You need those changes in pace. You need those. You need different things. You need the women's matches. You need the tag teams matches. You need some trios matches. You need the funny matches. You need the high flying matches. You need the the horses. You need all those things. And I think Bray Wyatt offers something different that nobody else really kind of has that level. Like, yeah. we know how much of a control freak that Vince was in his day. Um, Bray seemed to be the only one that used to kind of get his own way. He, he, well, he, he didn't get his own way in the end, did he? He would pitch something, and um, it was it, Vince, it, from, my, from my perception, is go ahead, run with it. And he would do things that were way outside of the box, um, but things that the fans loved, and for that yeah. reason alone... Why would you want a talent like that um, not on your screens on a regular basis? Now, I do wonder how much of that previously was some of those mental issues. We do know that there were, he suffered badly um, with the passing of, jeez, my brain's like Swiss cheese, John Huber, Uber. was that his name? Uber. Uber. Uber, thank you. Like I'm half there. Um, so we know that that was, it sounded like that was one of the factors originally as well. I, I guess we'll never know that side, but... I'm very excited to see what he's got to do for sure. Um, bad cop moment. I actually missed that part live. Um, I was I was watching the show and then I, I just got tired. And I was like, that's fine. I can catch it in the morning. Um, I didn't actually watch the main event, but I did see. Obviously, there was lots of clips announcing Bray Wyatt returning, so I did see that whole that whole segment. Um, but yeah, the day after, it's fine. Uh, point of order, Graham. Um... I think most, I think you'll find if you're aiming at me, in fact, of I didn't like the Firefly Funhouse match, um, I did like it. I didn't like it as much as the Boneyard match. Um, I wasn't aiming at you. It was a, a general thing. I, I don't think most people were particularly big fans of that match. When you asked them what was their favorite matches, that was not one that people were coming up with. It in was fact, if they talked about matches that they hated, that was the one that tended to get uh, it, more notice than anything else. It was a match which couldn't have happened if it hadn't been for the pandemic. Yes. Um, ironically, um, and speaking that term as well, we would have got a boneyard match, and Tagan have had one last hurrah where he looked amazing before he retired, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot of people saying about why Bray didn't sign for other companies. Um, apparently, there were two or three companies who had serious talks. Um, but the main problem was was money. Even yeah. with money, um, and as soon as Triple H assumed c- control of creative WWE, there was only one place he wanted to go home, yeah, apparently. And I'm like, who are we to deny him that right? <laughs> I mean, he he could be the most creative man on that roster because he reinvented himself from Husky Harris into Bray Wyatt, he reinvented himself from Bray Wyatt to the Fiend. I mean, we don't even know what he is yet, <laughs> but, we're, but we're, we're excited about it. It certainly sounds like it's another faction. That 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 seems to be oh. as much as we know, and people are trying to guess who different characters are. Every, people are people are convinced this is a faction for sure. Um, I mean, a lot of talk about um, uh, the former Eric Rowan um, returning and joining up with him. It wouldn't be a shocker. Um, mm-hmm. 
when he, I know that Rowan was extremely disappointed with his singles run after they broke him away from Daniel Bryan. Um, but it, there's some potential there, but Vince didn't know what to do with him. So he fought it from that stupid robotic spider. I remember listening, I listened back, Graham, to an episode of Good Cop, Bad Cop pre-pandemic, where, in that, where we found out what that, what that thing in a cage was, and we were both so disappointed. <laughs> We're both so disappointed. Yeah, great potential. Should let Bray White it. Bray White write it. Um, and Vince, you've been fine. But yeah, for me, uh, the highlight of the week, um, unquestionably, the return of Bray White to WWE. I figured you would probably talk about that. The thing that surprised me last night while I was watching, I was, I was watching SmackDown, not live, but I was watching it while it was running. You watching something, yeah. I was behind, so I could skip through commercials. I had other things to watch prior to that. And they were talking about Extreme Rules at the weekend. And I was like, that was only last weekend? I could have sworn that was too... I was like, oh, God, we haven't even talked about that yet on Good Cop, Bad Cop. So it was a good job. I did stay away from WWE because I hadn't even given it a moment's thought. I honestly thought that that was two weeks ago, that event. Now, the other reason why probably I didn't make it quite to the main event was... Um, I did talk about last week, I'm probably going to order GCW, and um, I opened up those uh, purse strings, which is really unusual for me. I paid $22. I'm still shocked at myself for doing that. And um, yeah, I bought the GCW package. I bought it for, for the two days. So at the end, I was there was a certain point where there was an overlap. I think it was about an hour. So I was watching on one screen, and I was watching WWE on my second screen. I think I had commentary for one and was watching the other one. So if I needed to, I knew to switch to the other one. And yeah, I think I just got tired. And that was going to be my um, good cop moment for the week. Um, in fact, I even mentioned, um, spoiler for one of the fan cop moments, I was like, hey, make sure you watch GCW before you listen to the show, because I'm probably going to talk about it. Um, I'm not, actually. I'm, I'm not going to mention that as my main good cop moment. I, it was oh. until I was doing my walk this morning, and I suddenly realized that, no, I, I can't make that my good cop moment of the week. My good cop moment of the week has to be the fact that, and this is now I can answer your question, Matt. So what are you doing tonight? Um, the answer is I'm not 100% sure, but my good cop moment of the week is I'm probably not going to CCW tonight. I'm probably not going to go to 1CW. It's a double-headed show. They have the uh, the Capital Championship yeah. Wrestling, which starts at 6, which is the, the women's show, uh, which lasts for about an hour around that time frame. And then they go to the 1CW show, which is the men's show. And that runs from 7 till 9, 10, something like that. And uh, basically two shows for the price of one. You pay $25 if you can get front row. And you got three to four hours of wrestling with people who I wanted to see. I was really looking forward for seeing Shazza McKenzie versus Sue Young. Really looking forward to see that. I was hoping that Shazza would be on like one of the merch tables. I was hoping Mason could be with me. I could recall the story of... a. Uh, First of a tiny boy throwing his first streamer, not realizing it didn't enroll, and then just throwing it basically straight at her. I was really looking forward for things like that. Kylan King, I was really hoping to see again. I've only seen her one time at MCW. Really impressed with her. See her multiple times on, um, oh gosh, Thunder Rosa's organization down in Texas, who's Mission Pro Wrestling. Seen her multiple times there as well. Really good. So, the question's bound to be, and Matt's being very patient right now because now he knows that there's going to be a switcheroo at some point. Why the heck would that be your good cop moment? Of the I was week? about to say, Graham, I've reached for my bad cop board. I was like, Normally you start wag wagging your finger at me and then there's facial expressions. I was like, all right, he, he knows now. He knows to just be a little patient and then I'm going to spin my little bit of a yarn and then I'll say why. 
The reason we're probably not going to that event was we were also going to go to, I can't see what that says because you're in the dark right now. So that sign you wrote is totally useless. Um, we were also going to go to um, a college football game around lunchtime as well. Mason's yes. big into football right now. Uh, Bowie State was directly on the route. It was halfway on the route to this game. So I was like, this is absolutely perfect. Um, as of Thursday morning, I would say it was 95% certain we were going to go to this event. Thursday evening, I also discovered Dustin Tarr is appearing at this event as well. I was like, oh, no. Um, Dustin Tarr, we interviewed on MGB. Um, I also He was also very gracious. Him and his brother came on and talked to me on our sister podcast, uh, Good Bad Baseball, as well. He's a big Red Sox fan. I remember. I was, I was like, I really want to go and see this even more now. But the reason the percentages have switched from about 95% to 5% is Thursday morning, uh, my wife took Jackson to the doctor's. So he could get his x-rays again on his leg. His leg is not broken anymore. The buckle fracture is all healed. Everything is good. So he can do all the things that eight-year-old boys should be allowed to do, which is run, jump, goof around, play sports, play basketball, play baseball. And that's the reason why I won't be going. I probably won't be going to that event today. Um, we actually have little league action coming up today. So Jackson's finally going to get back on the field. As you all know, Matt, he hasn't had much luck. When we were at WrestleMania, um, he, he played one match and then he broke his wrist and then he didn't miss the rest of the season. And I felt it was probably going to be the same thing again, but didn't. thankfully his leg is fully healed. It was about seven to eight weeks, um, but he's back in action. So I am delighted that I can't go to a wrestling event because it means that he gets to play baseball, which is something he really wants to do. Graham, you know who I've just picked up, by the way? Do, do what? Sorry, I've just picked up a book. I've opened a book on how long do you break something else? <laughs> uh, we we have kind of already talked about this. Um, the fact that he needs to be that some of them are, are not really his fault. Uh, like when he broke his wrist on that occasion, like he was just he was stood on a rock and a friend just randomly pushed him and he just couldn't. He just naturally put his hand down to protect himself, yeah. and it, also, that was, was unlucky. Um, his bike, he, he was recalling the story on his bike the other day. Um, apparently, there was um, a stick, because we have trees that line our, our road where we live. Yeah. Um, there was one, uh, one a branch that had fallen off, and you know little boys don't give 100% concentration. And apparently, that's what yeah. caused his bike to crash. So he hit a stick, and it wobbled his bike. and he fell. So he's, he's been a little unlucky. And we were just playing Frisbee. It was one... That, that's of course why they call it an accident like you don't know that it's gonna like if he'd have, if he'd have been i don't know jumping off buildings or something broke like you'd be like well you kind of deserve he, he's it's just a little unfortunate but yeah, yeah i've never broken a bone my wife's never broken a bone he's eight years old he's already broken three bones so um the odds are there probably will be a fourth one which we'll probably talk about as a bad cop moment in the future well danger kid needs to uh just just, just take a second step every now and again mm-hmm I, but, I don't care today if he goes like 0 for 4, makes three errors in the field. None of it will matter. Just the fact that he can actually physically get out and do some physical activity. I remember how difficult it is. Having never broken anything, I actually pulled my Achilles tendon in a, a sports day at school doing the, I think it was like the, it wasn't 100 meters. It was probably like 50 meters or something because it was in primary school. And I had, I think they sold me three months. Don't do anything for three months. I was like, it was so, it was like the hardest time not to be able to do anything. For a boy who loved to do sports, not be able to do anything, it, it's ridiculous. So I, I'm just so glad that he can do something that he's he enjoys doing. Absolutely. I mean, I, it reminds me, Graham, slightly talking about, you talk about Achilles there, that Paul Achilles tendon. 
reminded me of um, um, Derek Redman's dad died last week. Yes, of course. Derek. I thought that. I thought that same as I was kind of piecing my story together a little bit. I saw that same story. Yeah. I watched the whole video of that again because I, I remember yeah. kind of like the finale part. What I didn't remember was the um, the official who was kind of go like, "What are you doing on here?" And part, Dad's like, "Don't even man, don't even do it. Get away!" Like I'm his dad. I'm gonna. But yeah, yep. Really, that, one of those memorable. That would never things. happen nowadays. They wouldn't get close to track. No, they would not. They would not. Or he would have some sort of credentials to say, "Look, I'm his dad." He had a thing around his neck. To be fair. He probably had something, and I'm not quite sure what it was, but yeah, they were still fussing right now. There was like three attempts to try and get him off the, and each time he was kind of, he was good in the fact that he took care of his son, but at the same time, he made sure that the officials were like, go away. But I don't think Derek necessarily realized that he was telling them, look, piss off, basically, which he was quite right to do. Well, by the way, role reversed. That is your boy out there. You do the same. Mm hmm. Yeah, I am also wondering, although it was kind of obvious when he got his arm around him, it was obviously he was trying to help him. I have a feeling it was around that same time that the, uh, I'm trying to remember which player it was, Monica Selesh was stabbed by a fan. So like a fan had climbed on from the from the court side and then stabbed her in, I think it was like a shoulder, I think it was. So uh, I think around that time, there was like security issues. I know early 90s, around that time. So it was something that people were concerned about. So you can see why officials would want to make sure Who's on the happened, track? Happened a year later. Yeah. Oh, that was 93. Okay. Yeah. Happened a year later. Yeah. Um, yeah. That terrible. if roles had been if that had been a year earlier, then he probably wouldn't have made it onto the track. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> but um and a massive inspiration to everybody, and that's a shame, of course. But <laughs> it's uh, really good to hear that uh, JJ can get out and play sport again, Graham. Especially thinking <laughs> as you are thinking how his his show is a sports podcast. The good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's the curse of CCW. I think this is like the sixth time I've tried to go to one of their events. And each time it always kind of fails for one reason or another. Sometimes I'll get sick. Sometimes there was a, it is about a two hour, 15 minute drive. Sometimes the, there was a show announced that was like an hour away. I'm like, I can't justify traveling two hours and 15 minutes when I can travel like an hour. So, hey, it is what it is. But I, I'm perfectly happy with my decision to to not go. All right, I'm being very liberal with that clock again. I'm not sending it. Go ahead. Tell us your okay. do your speed check. Tell us what other things you thought were good okay. for the week. Okay, quotes, Graham. Okay. <clears throat> a full-time contract with AEW was never even a conversation. I was doing and pursuing my own project at the time and did a favor. It was never a thing, and I didn't at the time want to be that guy that distracts and remind people of a loss, especially that quickly after John passed away. That's one little segment of what Eric Redbeard put out this week. Um, he didn't want to be part of the Dark Order. He didn't want to um, to taint his memory. The TNT Championship, the dog collar match, that is his um, legacy. That's nothing to do with, with Eric. He said, he was, I want to preserve the legacy of my best friend. Um, there were there were no there were talks about a side contract. I had to think about it in hindsight. I never really thought thought of myself having a real spot in AEW anyway. He put that out via NBC Sports Boston. I think that's only fair I mentioned that. Um, mm -hmm. um we wasn't a good cop is because the amount of people who would see that as an opportunity for themselves and jump on it and try and make something out of themselves, some people do. And let's and I'll be bluntly honest here. Um, Eric Rowan, 
Um, didn't he hasn't exactly had the best of pushes in his in his career as a single star, and this could have been an opportunity for him. He didn't take that opportunity, and good cop on him for wanting to do his own thing, and his own projects. It's a good for him, and if you come back WWE, I can't wait to see what they do with him for sure. The Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes went at it at ringside on SmackDown. I want to see this so badly. I really want to see this so badly. Sheamus dethroning, dethroning um, Reigns would be an amazing thing to see as well. Um, the Rock has officially teased the match at WrestleMania, saying, I'm the head of the table. The to the surprise of no one, in fairness. Ronda Rousey is going to become, is going to be sitting champion until WrestleMania, Graham. I'm sure. Because the plan currently is for her to face Becky Lynch. Okay. Which makes perfect sense. Still, Charlotte is very mania lost, but then won a backlash, obviously. Can't wait to see what happens there. Is there anything better than Sami Zayn and Jay Uso at the moment? Oh my word. These two are doing such good work. You you can't miss a backstage moment in case you miss something crucial. You can't miss anything. And the fact that now Solo, I just see that. I was watching Sammy. If you're watching Sammy, you just send him kicking backwards. You little shit. I'm loving all of this. Stabbing, backstabbing, loving all this. Back and forth, back and forth. Roman doesn't trust him. I'm loving it. I love it so much. Last thing I've got, Graham, probably the thing that you've got on your speech, and I apologize. Oh, I was waiting. I was like, oh, I think I got this one through. I was like, yeah, you'll probably say it, but go ahead. So you're gonna do well, AEW talk, right? It is AEW. I However, I will give Graham his his moment because I also think this is a good cop moment. Your turn, sir. I, I, I only scanned through the fan cop moments, but I don't think anyone mentioned it either, which nope. I was kind I was like, it's kind of probably gonna be academic. Um I'll I'll sk- I'll go out of order then. So obviously Orange Cassidy defeated Pack to win the um, the All Atlantic Championship. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I'm not even yeah. So I didn't watch Dynamite, but when I logged onto YouTube the next day, that was the image, and I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, really? Like I did not, I didn't even know he was fighting for that championship. I'll be quite honest. Um, does he need that title? He doesn't need that title. Does he deserve that title? I think he deserves recognition. I think what he's done for that company, uh, we were so concerned. Like, having seen him on the indies, we were like, is that going to work? Like, they're just going to change his gimmick. It's not going to be Orange Cassidy. It's just going to be... I was, you weren't. I, I don't I don't know that I thought, it, to the level it's been, I didn't know he would be that universally accepted. I didn't know that he would be, like, the highest-selling T-shirt on AEW at that time. Like, it, the things that he's done is phenomenal. He's very talented wrestler that was clear to anybody who had half a brain when you see the segments that he did if you can do all that stuff with your hands in your pockets then once you take your hands out of your pockets very talented wrestler I'm, I'm glad he's getting the recognition the match i love the match dan Housen was in the match as well which i really liked as well that i just there was nothing about that match that i didn't like i thought pack put on a great show as well um, they had the twists and turns you thought oh he's gonna win he's like no he didn't win then you're like oh no now pack's gonna win and then in the I, I thought the match was thoroughly enjoyable. So, yes, that was clearly a good cop moment for sure. Um, and Nick Gage versus John Moxley did not disappoint as far as I was concerned. Um, it's not the end of uh, it's not the end of his career. Nick Gage is the current GCW champion. So um, his title 
that means his career is still good. Um, the marks on Cage Match were a little sniffy for it, but hey, personally, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, there were some twists at the end, but we'll not do... Uh, well, I guess I can't do any sports. I've just said who's who's actually won a match. Um, Big Cass turned up. What? Big Cass again? came up and turned out and took out John Moxley with the help of uh, Stokely... Uh, Stoke, yeah, if I could talk. Stokely okay, Hathaway. So I was like, wow. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Didn't know it was actually... That event was actually outside. Day two was inside, but day one was outside. So if we had gone to that, that would have been a little bit chilly, to be quite honest, on the North Jersey beach. But anyway, um, some of the day two matches, I haven't seen the whole of day two yet, but there were a couple that stood out for me from uh, ones that I have seen so far. Uh, Gringo Loco was not a name I was familiar with. I saw him on two different days. I really like Gringo Loco. Uh, His match with Masha Slamovich on day two was a real highlight. And um, I didn't write the person's name down. I'm trying to remember who it was. Cole Radrick, I think it is. Um, Had a match against Joey Janela on day two. And um, he kind of put Joey on a chair, then kind of backed up. And you're like, okay, he's going to run, do a drop kick on him, whatever. We've seen this before. And then he just kept going back. And I'm like, how much of a run-up is he doing? This is going to be like a comedic thing. Grabbed a scooter, rides up with the scooter, and then on one leg kind of puts a foot up and kicks Joey Janela off his chair. It was really good. It was awesome to watch. Just so silly, but something I think Jay would actually really enjoy that one. Um, But yeah, no, the whole GCW experience, um, I'm glad I paid for the pay-per-view. I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it'll probably be one I'll do again. And um, last one I got for you, Matt, is um, Roxanne Perez was on SmackDown last night. Um, The rise of that star, like, I was loved it when she was on NXT, and now she's on SmackDown as well. The only thing that... um, She didn't win against Bayley, but she had a really good match against Bayley. And uh, the whole team, uh, it's... um, Damage control. Damage control, and I don't think the other team had a name, I don't think. It was her, Shotzi, and uh, Raquel Rodriguez. I don't think that has a team name yet. But anyway, great match. She's clear. She only 18, 19 or something, 20 at the most. Like, what a star. The only possible bad cop moment is Shotzi called her Roxy. And then when it immediately went to Raquel, who called her Roxanne, and then going forward, everyone else mentioned it was Roxanne. So I don't know if that was just Shotzi's allowed a little bit of, because she's Shotzi, or if it was just a mistake on her part. But great to see uh, Roxanne Perez or Roxy or however you know her on SmackDown and looking forward to seeing more. She's 21 next month, Graham. Still very, very young, considering all the things that she's done, being um, title holders for things like Ring of Honor appearing on the indies for a few years, working her way up through the ranks of NXT. So, she, yeah, and then now I, appearing on SmackDown. I will say it was a cameo appearance on SmackDown. She's still NXT. Ah, she's appearing. They're moving her up. Hunter knows Hunter it knows makes, where her talent is. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, the fact that, the fact that you've got Raw and SmackDown people appearing on each other's shows at the moment and on NXT, they're building things up ready for Survivor Series, obviously, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just, I mean, Raquel is going to be on... Be facing, um, I think it's Mandy Rose next. Core Jade on um, on on NXT next week. Yes, please. Um, yeah. the, at the moment, WWE's writing is brilliant. Um, it's helped the fact of you've got an old man who who thinks fart jokes are funny. still um, is no longer writing the creative. So, oh, I got uh, one final one. I just thought of. I didn't write down. And um, while I was on YouTube and I was, you know, it gives you recommended videos. I was clicking on different yeah. things. Um, they had the whole Ms. Dexter Luma story 
all put together. WWE put it all together. 17 minutes, I was like, I've missed a little bit, so let me watch. There was lots of bits I had seen. But putting it all together at one part, what a great bit of storytelling that's been going on for two, three months now. And uh, they just keep kind of building it up, building it up, building it up. Um, I did like um, seeing Gritty at um, Extreme Rules. That's the uh, Philadelphia Flyers mascot. And you assumed it was Dexter Loomis, so he's beating the crap out of it. And then Dexter Loomis is right behind him. And Gritty gets to take out Miz as well. Love that. Love that, for sure. It was was good. There's been a lot of good stuff this week, Graham. Absolutely. But the good, of course, the bad. Let's get to it. All right, go ahead. Bear with me, Graham, here, because it is wrestling-related, okay? <clears throat> On Wednesday, we lost, to a few days shy of her 97th birthday, Angela Lansbury. It did. Now, Disney legend, iconic actress, she's a dame, um, you know, one of the greatest of all time in her field. I mean... I mean, I will, I will still cry every time I hear her as Mrs. Potts sing Beauty and the Beast. Before I ask you at this point, Graham, why the hell are I mentioning this in Bad Cop for a wrestling podcast, yes? He was never given a chance to win the Divas title with after a loss in a hell of a cell match. No, 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 that's not it. Sorry, I'm mistaken it with somebody else. I am wondering that. I am trying to find it, and I cannot find that connection. Please enlighten me. What is she... I did mention a few things you were famous for. She was in Mary Poppins, obviously. Mary Poppins Returns, I should say. Oh, she was in Mary Poppins? Oh. Mary Poppins Returns, yes. Oh, I haven't, seen. Was, I haven't seen the original Mary Poppins yet, either. No spoilers, was, please. My opinion of you has gone down massively, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but what was she most famous for, Graham? For me, personally, Murder, She Wrote. But that's probably that, yeah. not what you're thinking of. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. oh, okay. Most famous for that, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. And that was the TV show... Which was the leading show for ten years for Monday Night Raw? I Everyone, thought it was on a Sunday. Not, not in the, not in the, not in the US. Oh, in the US. Okay, I'm gonna say I used to watch it a little bit when yeah. I was in England. In I like the that. US, Graham, from '93 oh. onwards, Murder She Wrote was the show which, if you turned it raw early, you'd always catch Angela Lansbury. Hmm. I did not know Wrestling that. Something fans have been quite shook by it. Wrestling Inc. website and Matt Morrison was like reported it because of how big a deal it was because they didn't, didn't. Most kids didn't watch the show, but of course, but they knew her because of it. They knew her through that and through Disney stuff growing up, obviously. So she became a part of their Monday night watching wrestling. <laughs> she was the first thing you saw. It happens all the time. You turn on something early beforehand and you end up watching something you don't want to watch. I was watching, I turned on Drag Race UK this week, Graham, for example. And instead of, and before that was the um, was cycling. I've no interest in cycling at all. But I watched it because I was waiting for my show to start. Happens all the time, Graham. It, it's something that you, it's, it's something that stays in your mind a little bit because it's a, it's a thing that's on beforehand. The part that I can relate to that is um, I was a big fan of Seinfeld when I was living in England. It was on at ridiculous times. It was never on at the same time. It was always after midnight. Yeah. And um, I always used, so I used to set the video so I could, you always have to set it a little bit earlier, a little bit longer because you never knew uh, if they were going to get pushed back because snooker ran on or anyway. Um, Yeah. Larry Sanders show. 
like I never watched the Larry Sanders show, but I was aware. I always used to see like the last minute of that show. Um, I did actually go back and watch it five years ago. I, I really enjoy that show. I think that's a show in England that probably most people are not familiar with at all. Uh, but pure genius as far as I'm concerned. I think it predates The Office in terms of it's kind of that similar style. Like they've got the camera crews following that they don't they're not playing it in the same way, but there's. It's very subtle. It's very un-American humor in many ways. Um, normally, it's a lot more obvious. They got the laugh tracks there, um, but yeah, I can relate to it for that reason. Graham, what about you, Ben? What's your uh, back comment? Oh, if you don't have anything else, I do want to tell one more story about um, Angela Lansbury. Then, actually, I want to do oh, two. Two. Uh, one, which would be a good cop moment then to turn this around. Apparently, and I didn't realize this at all. Um, what she used to do was um, she was obviously responsible not not just acting. She was actually part of the booking, which I did not know at all. She used to hire. People who used to be in the act, who used to have an acting career but hadn't acted in a long time, and deliberately put them on the show so they could get their like rights renewed, so they could get their pension contributions increased, they could get their healthcare contributions again because they were part of the I guess the Actors Guild. Some strange how the healthcare system works over here, but love Angela Lansbury for doing that. She was taking the stars from the I guess in forties, fifties, putting them in roles, and again, so love her for doing that. And I didn't share this on uh, Twitter, but I did share this on Facebook. As soon as I saw her death, I was immediately reminded of a story from, I'm guessing probably about eight, nine years ago, where Mason had been up um, with his grandparents and he came back. So we were kind of talking to him on the phone, like, hey, what are you doing? Whatever. And he's like, um, I watched uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And I was like, oh, with Angela Lansbury? And he's like, no, with Grandma and Papa. Just tickled me. Just tickled me. Like, he had no idea. He didn't know who that was. He was really oh. young, but I always think of that now. Oh, it always makes me... Thinking about Andrew Lansbury, I get this out of my system a little bit now. Um, she was never the first choice with Disney ever, um, and that annoyed me a little bit. Looking back, she um, she was second choice for Better Than Broomsticks. Julie Andrews turned it down. Looking back now, no one else could play that role. No one else could play that role now. Looking back, because it's it's so iconic the role that she played, Edmund Price, um, and in Mary Poppins Returns. Um, Julie Andrews again turned down a, a cameo, which was then given to Angela Lansbury. Um, so she was always in the woman's bloody shadow, it felt like. But um, she'll always be a legend to me. And uh, yeah, big, big loss, big loss to, for sure, for people. I'll let your opinion drop on me even more. I haven't seen Bedknobs and Broomsticks either. Talking right. about, so you mentioned the word legend as well. Um, I was shocked that Robbie Coltrane died. Like, clearly he was a very big guy. Well, there um, goes on he, my back. Good to speech at moments. Oh, uh, apologies, apologies. It's, I didn't know he had any wrestling, so I assumed it was fair to talk about it. But... Yeah, he may have invented a pay-per-view over here, Graham. Ah, that was what I missed. That was what I missed. Okay. Um, My bad cop moment, main bad cop moment, is uh, me. Uh, my forgetfulness... <laughs> Um, a story that I've been really interested in wrestling that's been developing over about two and a half years that I've referenced on this show and on uh, MGB multiple times, and I totally forgot about it. And I can't remember even how I found out that I'd forgotten about it. I was doing something, I was looking on Twitter, I was looking on IWTV, and I was something like, oh crap, I never even watched this. So I'm talking about a story that started originally in March 2020. Um, it was a match between Cabana Mandan. And um, I think it was Dan the Dad. I think that's what Dad, yes. 
And um, it was proposed at WrestleMania weekend, there was going to be a match to decide, does pineapple belong on pizza or not? Commander Man Dan being with the Hawaiian theme at that point was definitely pro-pineapple, and Dan the Dad was non-pro-pineapple. Yeah, very well, Graham, yes. And obviously that got cancelled. I have, whenever had the chance, mentioned that storyline and mentioned that this needs resurrecting. Res sorry, resurrecting. Uh, Pizza Party Wrestling was the company that did it. And it just seemed like it was, that's not time specific. There was nothing specific about 2020, April, that needed that to happen. That could happen at any time. Um, I've tagged both of those people multiple times, like, hey, we need to see this match again. And um, anyway, there was a show in August called Forbidden Fruit. And finally, they were going to have the match to decide does pineapple belong on pizza? Now, it wasn't in the same format that it was originally planned for, as far as I could tell. It was actually like um, a Survivor Series thing. We had the, the pro-pizza, we had the uh, anti uh, sorry, pro-pineapple and the anti-pineapple people. Now, I haven't watched the whole show yet because I kind of wanted to just go to... I just assumed it was the a single match, so I kind of skipped towards that. But I saw one match before. I was like, ooh, let me just kind of watch the end of that. Um, the next to last match... I, I think it's Magic Man. I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, I saw part of this match. Um, a white bunny came out to wrestle. Big Dust was in there as well, who I've seen on multiple things as well. And um, the magic person, I, I apologize for getting his name wrong. I, I hadn't seen him before. I don't know his full name. He did, I want to see what your reaction to this is, an inverted shooting star press. He went up to the top rope and announced that he was going to do an inverted shooting star press. Now, I'm working it out in my head. I'm like, all right, shooting star press is this. So an inverted shooting star press. And he literally just rolled straight on top of it. It's on top of yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. And that was the win. I, I loved it. I posted it yesterday as a, as a good cop moment. Um, it was hilarious. I need to see more of this guy. I think I actually did see him when I was at Pizza Party Wrestling in a small cameo. Uh, but that part was funny. Anyway, we got to the main event, and actually that win tied it up. So it was spoilers if you if you haven't seen it already, you weren't watching it anyway. So it doesn't matter. That tied it up at three to three. So everything was on the last match, which was a Survivor Series style match. Five people who were pro pizza, uh, pro pineapple. Five people who were anti pineapple. And um, yeah, elimination until one person gets the victory and so on. Um, I know I put this in my bad cop moment section because I didn't have anything left in my good cop moments. But really, it's me for not watching it. Um, it was fantastic, Matt. Um, I, I'm really annoyed that I didn't want to watch it. I saw it was being released. I wanted to watch it the weekend it came out, but it wasn't live on IWTV. So they're like, it comes out the following week. I don't remember things like that. And of course, life happens anyway. So the final thing, the way they set it up was brilliant. Pizza Party Wrestling does a great job of their, their presentation. They kind of introduced the people one at a time. They did their like backstage segments and they argued for why they were pro-pineapple or why they were anti-pineapple. And to me, it was just hilarious. It's the same conversations we've had multiple times on here, but it was great to see. Um, I think I wrote down the people who were in the team. So pro-pineapple was Bobby Orlando. Killian McMurphy, who actually said he doesn't care either way. He thinks it's stupid that people would fight over pizza, but he just likes a good fight. Uh, Shane McCoy, Tara Calloway, and Travis Huckabee. And Team Anti-Pineapple were Austin Luke, Erica Lee, Karen Bam Bam, Mac 10, and The Boar. So, um, yeah, my opinion of Erica Lee has dropped dramatically as she's not pro-pineapple. And same for Karen Bam Bam and The Boar and everybody else who was on that team. And um, the reason it's it wasn't really a bad cop moment at all, it's a good cop moment. Obviously, the pro pineapple team won. Pineapple clearly belongs on pizza. They had the correct... <laughs> Matt's logged out. <laughs> that was absolutely the correct result. That's how it should have been. So good to know that uh, wrestling reflected real life with that. Um, the result was perfect. 
The part that was controversial was, though, Matt, Austin Luke, who was on the uh, anti-pineapple side, turned heel in the middle of the match, took out his own opponent, which gave the win for Pineapple, because it looked like it was going to be anti-Pineapple that won. Um, great job to Pizza Party Wrestling. They're a really cool organization. I've just seen a match that they're having on December 29th that I would really like to try and get to, but it's kind of a long way away. But I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. But... For context again, Graham, Cabana <laughs> Man Dan and Dan the Dad yeah. got to take part in this match. They did not. No. That's the bad moment right there. I agree. I, I would agree. Um, they might not have been available, of course. And also, Cabana Man Dan wrestles predominantly in um, in the southern states, because he's from Alabama, whereas this was held in upstate New York, I believe. So it would have been very difficult for him to uh, probably to get to that. It's just um, a little bit of a weight of duty, in my personal opinion. So bad cop from not working out for a time when they're all available together. But they managed to do the way they... Originally, it was just that singles match. They built a whole show around this. Hashtag forbidden fruit. So um, actually, I'm okay with them doing that. But yes, I would have liked to have seen that match yes. at some point, for sure. In, in that note, Graham, you remember, of course, um, whom, you know, you know, you know, of course, who my, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? My, uh, my, my chef hero is, aren't you? Gordon Ramsay? Yes. Okay. Um, he announced this week that at his restaurant in London, and he's not happy about this. His wife has put a Hawaiian pizza on the menu. Yay! He's is that word that I'm fucking furious. <laughs> Enjoy it. Come up in two weeks, he said. Uh huh. It's yeah. the perfect storyline because it is something that really gets people riled up. And in the crowd, they had the chant of people going pineapple and the other people going anti pineapple. Like the crowd were really into it. That that's for sure. Um, it just seems like a perfect thing to ride a story around, personally, particularly when you're called pizza party wrestling. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a good feeling that me and Chris are on the same page because Google's major argument in our house. <laughs> I'm so glad that me and Chris agree on that side of things. But then again, he likes things I don't like as well, so, mm -hmm. and vice versa. But this was a very late oh, addition yeah. to my notes, Matt, because I didn't discover this until last night. I, I came home, just sat down, and I found it. I was like, oh, shoot, well, I'm going to go start watching some of this so I can talk about it on uh, this week's episode. Indeed. Mm -hmm. All right, speed check. What else? Okay, well, we saw Omos versus Strowman is being teased. Um, the history of, of big guys like that going at it is stiffer than a pizza after it's been left out for six days. Um, it's not good. Um, but maybe I'm surprised if Strowman is more athletic than you than most big men that face it. So maybe you can get a big good match out of Omos. I'm glad you went with a pizza analogy and not anything else. Anyway, Robbie Coltrane passed away on Friday, of course. And the reason, mm -hmm. and Wade Barrett acknowledged this on SmackDown. Um, he, he, he compared um, Strowman to Hagrid. Um, God rest his soul, he said. I'm like, that's really nice. You know, it's, it's devastated people with, in, in this country, Graham. Absolutely devastated. I remember from Cracker. I remember from Cracker. That's where Cracker. I Cracker. I watched um... that media studies. Just for my reference, no one else is asking this question. Um, is Hagrid this character in Harry Potter? Yes. Graham. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 He, he, he was. He was a wonderful man. Wonderful man. No one gets big ill of Robbie Coltrane. He's a wonderful man. Um, may he rest in peace. I'm trying to get your opinion of me to zero before the end of the last. Ain't gonna happen before Graham. the end of the episode. Sorry, Graham. Graham. The film Not gonna happen because it's already there. 
the films are not good. Films are not as good as the books. Okay. I don't like the films or the books, so. Well, it's it's a different opinion, Graham. Okay, it is. Um, we um, your YouTube videos are not in order when uploading them. I know it's because I watch a back, I watch a backstage video, and it revealed what happened in a video which was released after it. So oh, not so good, not so good. Uh, also, again, as you said, Graham from last week, AW again this week, spoiling what's happening in the video before even clicking on it again. So as you said, Graham, the content's great. Just don't spoil it. <laughs> it like on the on the on the Orange Cassidy video, they did announce that he won the title, and I, I was kind of okay it with that. It wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. Okay, no, I, another, it was that, I forgot what it is, but it's another one. I didn't actually do it, and I didn't. Um. Rey Mysterio becoming number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship after quitting at the start of the night. Yeah, he's on SmackDown now, right? Uh, apparently, yeah. I- I'm surprised. I-, I I thought they would have carried on with that feud. I thought that was an obvious storyline, but well, I guess they're done with it. Well, to be fair, there's only so much you can beat a, a dead horse with. And Triple H just probably realised, like, instead of, like, be- instead of, like, doing this continuously... We know Ray ain't going to fight Dominic. We know it ain't going to happen. Oh, sets up for Survivor Series. Ray's on one team, Dominic's on the other. Ooh. All right. Okay. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So Trivia is doing the right sort of things here by stepping a bit and then be finding what we want. Bang. I'm like, and the last thing, Graham, Orange Cassidy winning the All Atlantic Championship. <gasps> How dare you, sir? It's a bit on the other side of the Atlantic. Allow me to explain. Him win the championship. Yes, he absolutely deserves recognition. Absolutely. Okay. I, I one of the best things I remember him see him doing uh was when he was walking around on the Indies with a championship with, with his independent wrestling championship in the back in his back in his backpack. Yeah. I know this because your boy did the same thing dressing up as him. Yep. It's about people who said, like, how are we gonna carry a championship around? Like, did you guys not watch him on the indies? I'm aware of how much of a, uh, a fanboy it makes me sound like. But at the same time, the amount of people who just don't look into this sort of stuff. He's been a champion many, many times. He can do this. It's not for him being the champion. It's the people slating the fact that he's won a championship. Orange Cassie is one of the best wrestlers on the planet in terms of actual ability. If I got to see him a chance to see him in the UK, Graham, I'd be, I'd be, I would be doing anything I could. You'd be well up for that. The only reason I wouldn't come is if it was on my wedding day. (laughs) 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 Obvious reasons. Now I'm wondering if this is a bad cop moment on you. I'm, I'm wondering if you misunderstood what their intentions were. Because if I asked that question, how is he going to carry his tile around? It would be because I know that he did it on, put it in his backpack on the Indies. And then I'm wondering, is that? Am I asking, is that how he's going to do it on AEW, or is he going to do it the traditional way? The fact is, the the bad cop moment for me there, Graham, was the fact that they didn't bother think they haven't haven't gone back and looked at classic Orange Cassidy since he's been in AEW. He's been there for three years, Graham. He hasn't had a title on AEW yet. No, but you'd have thought that when, when he debuted, people are who is he? Let's go and see what he's done before, sort of thing. That's what most wrestling fans do, Graham, nowadays. If someone's new, uh, for example, if someone hadn't heard of Roxy or Roxanne Perez, they're now calling mm-hmm. her, they'll go back and watch her stuff to In Ring of Honor and on the Indies. They'll, they'll see what amazing, amazing talent she is. 
Maybe some people haven't done that. I think one of us is misunderstanding the other here. I think they did Maybe. go back, and I think they did know. But that's why I think they're asking, which way is he going to carry the title? I don't no, think they're they, being they, ignorant. People, people generally didn't know that he, okay. he even was an independent wrestling champion. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's different then. I, I was basing it on uh, on what you told me, so that's fair enough. What I can tell you is he's appearing at um, a signing event in Maryland this week. I can't remember the exact town. Um, I'm not attending it. Um, but he is going to be carrying his IWTV title in a backpack because he mentioned it in a tweet. And uh, JGB podcast actually retweeted that. So he is going to be on these events. He is going to be carrying it in a backpack. I can confirm that. He's going to be all Atlantic Championship in a backpack. Um, might, I apologize. His, a, his, AEW, his title from AEW is going to be carrying in that backpack. All right. Let me see what I got what on my bad cop moments. Um, Ali Catch and Effie versus Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne on night two of GCW. Doesn't sound like an obvious bad cop moment, does it, Matt? That's a pretty good a pretty good match. The reason it's a bad cop moment is somebody interfered from the outside, basically garroting Ali Catch. She had foam coming out of her mouth and they left it like that. It's like, come on, let let them fight. Like it was obviously stake. But I was like, please let them fight. What a what a great matchup that was. Um, great to see Nick Wayne in the in the ring as uh, well. Um, now the part that I didn't know and was apparently AEW has pulled all their talent from GCW, and John Moxley was the only person that was left. So it was kind of no. I guess some people in the know already knew that John Moxley this was going to be his last match, and therefore they already knew that. Uh, Nick Gage was obviously going to win the championship. Um, if you knew that, that would have really taken the edge off that match. Thankfully, I didn't see that story until after I'd watched the GCW. So, But if you already knew that, that would clearly be a bad cop moment because you've already given away the ending before it's even started. Although, having said that, though, I thought Nick Wayne was AEW. He's listed as AEW. So I think it's probably the main stars, the people who appear in regularly on those shows, uh, on the AEW shows that have been pulled. Uh, but that was certainly one thing that um, I, I saw as well. Um, LA Knight. Well, LA Knight appearing once again doesn't sound like a bad cop moment, except he was announced as being from Hagersville. Uh, it's actually Hagerstown, Maryland, because that's where Mason and I got to meet him. Um, something from NXT. Uh, Cameron Grimes, quote, Today is the greatest moment of my life so far. In sixth grade, my father and I moved into my grandmother's home, and from then until I graduated high school, I shared a hundred square foot room with my father. I then moved to Burlington, North Carolina to continue to chase my dream. Through that process, I slept on every couch that I could possibly sleep on until I ran out of couches. Then I moved into our training facility and slept on the floor, hiding the fact that I was living there. I then started to make it in wrestling and then could afford to rent a place to live and have been renting for the past seven years. Today marks the greatest moment for me because now I am officially a homeowner. Once again, doesn't sound like an obvious bad cop moment. Somebody as successful as Cameron Grimes had to go through that much struggles just to afford a house? That's not how life used to be. It used to be you could leave school, do your average nine-to-five job, easily afford a house. One person needed to work. That was it. Lots have changed in the last few years. Like the fact that it's a struggle to even rent a place, the fact that it was a struggle to even buy a house. But someone as successful as Cameron Grimes, that that tells you that people who are on a much level lower level than that, they're really struggling, Matt. Um, I don't think anybody should have to suffer that. Not I'm not just talking wrestling. This is my little political rant for the day. But yeah, bad cop moment. We're in a society right now where people are doing jobs and it's taken them years and years just to be able to afford something as basic as accommodation. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's bad, Graham, unfortunately, that side of things. 
it also is it's also why um, they did have to be for Cameron Grimes and LA Knight around the million dollar championship and Cameron Grimes obviously having all the money when he won all the money sort of thing. The gimmick they then took off him and gave to Barrett. Not Barrett, um Corbin, obviously, didn't they? Um one last um bad cop moment for me, Graham, as well. Um Jake Paul, the brother of Logan Paul, says that Logan could legitimately knock out Roman with one punch. I'm like, you are aware that on at Crown Jewel, which everybody doesn't like being inside the Raven in the first place, let's be honest. Everyone's gonna be tuning into that to watch Roman spear and spear and spear and spear and spear Logan Paul. Because that is what is best for business. However, if Roman drops that championship to to, to Logan Paul, uh-uh. not happening. It, it, the money's not in that match. Mm-hmm. That's only happening in Saudi Arabia because the Saudis want that match. But it could turn Roman face. Is that the plan? Who does the hate more? I mean, they were they tried turning uh. Miz, they tried turning Miz, um, heel by having him turn on um Paul at WrestleMania, and the crowd cheered it because they hate Logan Paul. They hate him. You don't um, think his brother's just cutting a promo? No, like, no, no. he's going to say that. He's obviously no, going to say that. He understands the business. Whether he believes it or not, he's obviously going to say that because that's what's good for business. Logan Paul um, and Mags and Mags talked about this on five rounds in the past. Um, Logan Paul got in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Okay, Floyd fucking Mayweather mm-hmm. who pulled his punches. There is no way on this earth that Mayweather was not pulling his punches. Logan Paul would be conscious. Uh. Um, and Jay Paul, he's, he's got a five and oh boxing career. Face someone who actually will fight back. Roman will, Roman will, will kill him at, at, at Crown Jewel. Um, I took a little, um, there are two reasons why, um, people have, um, been pulled from ADW, Graham. Okay. AEW's lack of current fit talent. Ah, okay. It's the main one. Okay, so it's nothing like um, a sour taste with that organization or anything. Then okay. it's, it's, it's the it's the lack of um, available talent due to amount of injuries, and that's one I forgot to mention as well. Seriously bad comment, which I could have had a main one. I just remembered it. I didn't write it down. I should have done. I should. I didn't do. Adam Cole maybe done. Oh shoot! I didn't hear that. He got injured. Yeah, the injury may be, yeah, that bad. Maybe done. Obviously, not such a bloated roster then if they don't have enough people um, available for matches. Perhaps you were misleading us on multiple occasions. They, Graham, they've also, they've also unfortunately been extremely unlucky of injuries. Extremely unlucky. They have. Yeah, they have. And half, of, and also they've got another load of people suspended due to having a fight backstage. Uh, before I end up missing my baseball game as well, as well as missing my wrestling, can I propose we move on to fan comments? Yes, Graham. Good! Bad! Uh, before we start fan cop moments, I actually have an unsure cop moment. So um, I, I, 
I know. Well, that's why I wanted to move it on because I wanted to ask you about this. Don't worry, you're going to get a chance to speak. Um, this is from Maria Canalis. Today, I feel blessed and grateful. I am the first and only woman to work for five of the top wrestling companies in the world. AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am 40 years old. I have two children. I've been married for eight years, and I've been on TV for 18 years. And the reason it's unsure was, I was trying to figure out, is that a good thing that you've appeared for lots of different companies? Um, and that's obviously very unique. And obviously the fact that if you can do that, companies obviously respect you if they'll sign you as well. You're obviously doing something right. Or would it be better to just stay with one company for, say, 20 years? Would it be better to be that person that just is with a sync? Like, kind of like Randy Orton. He's been with WWE for a long, long time. Is something like that better? Or is it better for a career to have appeared in lots of different organizations? Here you go. Now you got your chance to talk. Um, wanted your opinion. The question, the same question can be applied, Graham, to like, who is the greatest world champion of all time? Bruno San Martino or Ric Flair? Ric Flair won it 16 times. Lost it 16 times. Bruno? Once. Held it for 4,250 days. Which one is better? It's over to opinion. Um, Looking at it, it is, uh, which is why I wanted your I wanted your opinion. But my opinion is is that Maria Canellis was fired twice by WWE. Um, was she fired or released? Released is fired, bro. Okay, so it wasn't contract expired. No. Okay. No, both both times she was released from her contract. New Japan, not how she was there for. To be fair, Ring of Honor, she's. She quit Ring of Honor to sign the WWE. Okay, so so AW she had she's been there for one night. Okay, so and she signed a six month deal with Impact um, earlier this year. So yes, she has worked for these companies. Yes, she has appeared for them. But I like to put. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure. But nobody, and I'm going to say this, and I don't care the heat I might get for this, okay, generally. No one gave a fuck about Maria until she got with Mike. And that was in Ring of Honor. Okay. You're putting it out there. Yeah, I saw it. It was an interesting story. I like my little stats. So it was one that I was... I was I guess not many people can say they've been in AEW because obviously it's not been around very long. But no, but no at the same stuff. time... Um, I'm trying to think of someone else who has the same. You can say the same thing like Anderson. Maybe she maybe mm. wouldn't have done it, but but oh, we didn't even that didn't even get mentioned in Good Cop. I mean, well, hey, let's do the fan cop moments. So let's see if anyone mentioned that because that's clearly a good cop moment. Uh, high five, Tom. Great cop moment. Listening to hashtag GCBC early next week. Thank you, Tom. Uh, best cop moment, Ring of Honor, Glory by Honor, 2012. Reminded at, I'm not going to read the name, and why Ring of Honor was so special. And a future cop moment at AEW Pro, Jim Lyman Memorial Tournament this weekend. Sad cop moment, not being at that tournament. Uh, can't make them all, Tom. No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Uh, at UGT Rob, good cop moment. Getting the title of Liv Morgan. I don't see the triple champion right now. Did you not see her on SmackDown, my Good, uh, absolutely insane. Just, just need a championship to be relevant. That's good. That's good. That's good. You, you're over. That means bad cop Ronda and Liv having a long competitive match. Completely unrealistic. It was not. It was nine minutes. <laughs> it was, that was that's not long. I, I thought it was fine. 
It's fine. Plus, apparently, Ronda, want, Ronda and Liv wanted to use Thumbtack, but they were forbidden. They're not allowed to. Ah, okay. They, cause they can't even that pierce the skin intentionally. Mm. And WTF moment, the hype around the Bray Wyatt return, telegraphed a mile off and nothing happened. Right, Rob, there is a block button. You are aware of that, right? We won't tag Rob next week. <laughs> no, but the man is worshipped as a creative genius, okay? And it's worth a build. I showed Chris, by the way, this past week, um, the Firefly Funhouse first episode, Graham. And yeah. Chris like, what am I watching here? I'm like, <laughs> that is what we all thought. And, well, mm-hmm. we turned out to be brilliant, didn't it? All right, moving on from at UTT heel, Rob. Uh, Jack yeah. Grapple and Cheap Pops, best cop moment, Extreme Rules, that ending, that pop. And worst cop, the AEW fan vacuum getting upset at Ariel Helwani for being a good journalist. I missed that story. I'm not sure what that's in reference to. Uh, better cop moment, this, and then there's a picture attached. That works beautifully for an audio podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, which Bishop actually said that picture is the only cop. Um <laughs> That's no idea, Graham. We get short of money at some point. Um, <laughs> but, okay. Um, so, Dan Griffin, best cop. Um, Impact Nui both put on banging shows last week with Bound for Glory and Extreme Rules, respectively. Absolutely. Bound for Glory slightly edged it for me, but um, Bound for Glory, a great show. Extreme Rules is quite good. Worst cop moment. I haven't had time to watch any of DCW from last weekend yet. And to his user, you make sure you do before the show comes out. There will be spoilers. I thought it was only fair if he wanted to watch that. I know it was it was specifically for him. Like normally, I think after a week it's fair game. But I, I, for something like that, particularly if he's purchased the pay per view, uh, we don't always. I don't normally talk about GCW. I thought it was fair to give that warning. Yeah. Um, Justin, uh, just in time, two on one. Best cop moment, Bray Wyatt's return. See, Rob, you got it totally wrong. And worst cop, Daniel Garcia, still aligned with the Jericho Appreciation Society. It's a storyline. It'll it'll turn at some point. You know, they're building up that story. He's going to face Jericho at some point. Nothing. Justin's actually back on the right right way of saying things this week. I'm going to call him out to have a match with him, like a couple weeks ago, remember? I called him out a couple weeks ago, remember? No. Idiot. Okay. <laughs> we didn't have a show for like two weeks. Last week was our first show in three weeks. Jeremy in time, 721. Best cop, Bray Wyatt, of course. Worst cop, Daniel Garcia. Plus, I'm also, but also, plus, plus, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, you got the plus symbol and then the plus word. That's He's really sick, got him some slack. No, no it, it threw me off a little bit. So, yeah, as you say, <laughs> get all soon, Jeremy. And the Universal Wrestling Podcast, best cop moment, ending of that I quit match at Extreme Rules. Oh, yes. Um, Oh, Oh, brutal. That was brutal. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, that was actually the last bit I saw before I stopped watching. And uh, worst cop moment, Miz's birthday bash. Yeah, not a a patch on um, the aforementioned moment with Gritty. I do think it was funny. I think it was funny still. Um, That's everyone. That's it. That's a lot for this week. Thank you for everyone responding in a timely manner. Absolutely. I'm surprised one of our fans and us, Graham, mentioned Return of DX. (laughs) That's all. Good! Bad! All right, Devil's Advocate time, I believe. Oh, actually, Matt, 
<laughs> I never said I wanted to end. Um, I nearly had an open agenda for you. I nearly had one. Uh, this would have been perfect. I heard about this on, um, I think it's called the Unbelievable Truth, uh, David Mitchell show, where people make up things and then they hide five facts within the speech and they have to pick out what's true and what's fact. Um, anyway, there was a segment that talked about toast. And I was like, oh, toastgate again. We haven't talked about toast. There is a toaster that apparently is connected to the internet and then as you put your slices of toast in, it connects to the weather app. And then depending on what the weather is, it burns that image into your slice of toast. So if it's sunny, I guess you get a picture of a sun. If it's rainy, you get some raindrops on your toast. So you know what the weather is while you're eating your toast. I was like, that sounds like the perfect. I can't find anything about it online. I tried Googling different combinations of words. I couldn't find anything. I desperately want to know how much that is. Like, if you have a phone, obviously you could just go to weather.com and find out what the weather is. Or you could just look out your window. But a toast that burns some weather into, your, into it, I was like, I want that toaster. Um, I tried looking for it. To, first of all, I was like, let me just find out anything about it. I could not find anything out about it. Um, they are currently on, I believe, Series 25, something like that. This was from Series 5. So it's like, you found it. Shut up. Where did you find that? Food diggity? Is there a price? Oh, that <laughs> Matt just showed me an image of toast with a cloud and a piece of rain on it. I want it. Yes. Expect the occasional forecast of burnt. <laughs> um, it says. Um. Yeah, it's um, it's called Jammy. Yammy? J J M J. Oh, uh, ooh. yeah. I I, just, I went to click the button for it, Graham. It said uh, this is not a safe connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad cop moment. All right. Well, perhaps it might be a story. We'll leave out the hanging. But at least I have a a little thread of uh, created a... by created by Nathan Broomstein, apparently. Okay. Is it available to purchase? It was this report was put up 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's, it's, they've done 20 series since. I'm sure they do like two years. So that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going to go. I'm going to slam it in, in our uh, WhatsApp chat. You can look at your, at, your own, at your own leisure, right? Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, anyway, devil's advocate time then. But I, I can't miss an opportunity to talk about toast, obviously. So, um... absolutely, Graham. So, well, then, in that case, then, guys. Um, um, guys and gals and non-binary pals, welcome to the Devil's Advocate Round for episode two hundred nine of Devil's of um, Good Cop Backup Wrestling Podcast. Uh, where myself and Graham throw uh, ridiculous statements we do not believe in at each other for twenty seconds, uh, and out there believing we are saying the truth and not just making us up to make another laugh. Um, take it our D A D A at dying format, Michael Pellegrini. Graham, do you have one or two? <laughs> Um, well, you seem to be doing the theme of one wrestling and one non-wrestling, so I, I I stuck by that. I went with I got two. Okay, technically I've got two wrestling, but they're both loose, so that's fine. Okay, well, as you just mentioned, I, I'm going to deliver first. I'm going to deliver the non-wrestling one first. And you've already alluded to it a little bit. And as you just mentioned, dying format, this is strictly relevant for that one anyway. So um, your devil's first devil's advocate for me, the non-wrestling one, is my aspiration in life is to get some of my cooking into the prestigious museum in Arlington, Massachusetts. My cooking, Graham, is that good. It belongs in a Hall of Fame, not just the one in Ireland, Massachusetts, Graham, which I'm aware is the one which has like a, it's all about burning food, Graham, which takes some balls to have a go at a chef for his cooking. 
Um, Graham, I did not burn food, and Chris can vouch for that. Um, um, I think you called me an asshole online this week. <laughs> do <laughs> not, was... do not comment me. Chris, please, I, I hear comments from the crowd. Is he disputing that claim? I'm gonna say a steak bake. You burnt a steak bake? Is that what I heard? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Chris. Any more? Do not. Do uh, not. There's that one. Just. Oh, there's another one as well. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I knew I'd already basically posted this online anyway, and I tagged you because I wanted to make sure that you saw it. But yeah, it was actually from that same segment, but they mentioned it was a burnt food museum. Unfortunately, it's not open to the general public. You have to request um, an appointment and you can get a private tour or something for... I thought it was funny. It was a cheap shot, and uh, you responded very appropriately under the circumstances, I thought. Yeah, I don't feel quite so bad about my DAs now. Well, okay. So what <laughs> happened with the steak bake? Chris, Never mind. Chris put the oven on. I didn't adjust it when I uh, put the food in the oven. You didn't look at the numbers on there. Oh, shocker. <laughs> it had been, been a bad day. <laughs> I um, react, was it I edible react... at all? Like, yeah, available still, yeah. Okay, just just a little bit. Okay. Right. Well done, steak bake. Anyway, Graham, your first advocate for me is Rey Mysterio is the perfect example for kids. Quitting is the way you get ahead in life. Well, I don't see really it as quitting. You've got to consider his age. Like he's, I'm old. He's got to be with a couple of years of me, I'm pretty sure. So he's obviously had a storied career. So it's not really like he's quitting. He's just getting to the point where he knows he's not going to be able to achieve the highs he's ever achieved before. So what's better than going out on a high? So at that point, you've got to realize your own limitations. And quitting at that point is a perfectly reasonable response to that. I'll twist your devil's advocate around on you. I'm not going to answer the one you want me to answer. I'm going to go on my own little... I thought it quite good, though, the fact that he quit. And then by the end of the night, he was the number one contender. <laughs> Only in wrestling does things like that work. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. right. Okay, now, so I really... You're I on my list, Lewis, by the way. Yeah. I didn't again, realize... again. Oh, there twice. You just made the list. <laughs> When I did my notes, I had everything finished except for Devil's Advocates. So as I was on my walk this morning, I thought I'd better think of one. Um, I'm not sure that a lot of people are going to understand this one. Um, I know that you will, so that's all that matters okay. at this point. Okay. All right. So with WWE, and this is this is totally off the top of my head. I just have two words written down, and I'm going to incorporate that into this. With WWE on the rise with the appointment of Hunter in charge of everything now, the next logical step would be to appoint Quasi Quatting in charge of the finances of WWE. Absolutely, Graham. He's looking for a job, after all. The last 25 hours have been a bit of a tumultuous time for him. And they've got the experience of this from a British government and WWE working side by side. Um, so one of the newly appointed members of this trusted government actually used to be Head of PR at WWE, Graham. And that went very well during, during the steroid trial back in the 90s. Very good. Can you give a little bit more information just for our American listeners? Quasi Quartang um, was the uh, was the <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the charge of the checker in charge of in charge of the, the UK finances. Thirty eight days in charge. In fact, Graham, there was a there was a wonderful thing shared on Facebook this morning, Graham, which was um, a a running order of who's going to be the uh, <laughs> the chancellor. Like so, to, so today it's Jeremy Hunt, Oof. Uh, 
um, Borrow, it's it's Sashi, um, it's um, it's um, Sajid Javid. Um, Monday it will be uh, Mr. Blobby. Um, Tuesday it'll be um, <laughs> Bob Builder. Uh, Wednesday it'll be um, oh, I feel off the top of my head. It'll be Inspector Gadget, and on Thursday it'll be the guy with the claw of a cat in you know, Inspector Gadget. I, I saw that last part. I saw that last part. I saw one other meme this week that made me laugh as well, and it doesn't work as well when you say it out loud. But it's much better when it's written out. You, you're familiar with the spelling bee, right? I am. The competition. So you got to anyway. So Please it was. Sentence. Yeah. So it was. So the question was the the judge was saying is all typed out. Spell the word seaward. S-E-A-W-A-R-D. So obviously it's vocalized. And then you see the little kid there going, uh, C U N. He's like, no, stop, 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 stop. Looks and works much better when it's written out. Just remind me what you're saying, Jeremy. What are you saying, Jeremy Hunt? I thought I thought it was very amusing. All right, now we got it. It it works better when it's written out. Can you you use it in a sentence? I, I'm not. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> okay, Graham. So this is your other little advocate. Okay. I forgot. I still had one to go. Go ahead, bring it. Uh, okay. I know the perfect thing to wear to disc golf next time. I'm gonna wear Mansoir's ring gear. Okay, I think that's the person who's in the male models. I'm trying to remember from SmackDown exactly what he was wearing. And you know I love attention to detail, so I have absolutely no idea what it was. All right, I'm going to guess it was brightly colored, so I'm going to go with that theme. Um, Obviously, when you're in the woods and things like that, you need to kind of stand out a little bit. You don't want people throwing discs at you, so you need something that's bright that will stand out and get people's attention. Also, distract them from their own game as well, which is always a good idea too. Yeah, no idea what it was, so go ahead. Tell me what it was. It was a a mesh shirt, which you would normally see on a... Was this from SmackDown last night? Yeah, and night last night. Yeah, night last night. A homoerotic um, look, let's put it that way. Uh, which, like, which for Saudi Arabian like Mansoir is risky. Yeah. Um, um, and some very revealing shorts, Graham. Let's put it that way. Very revealing shorts. Nothing's imagination at all. Uh, <laughs> Mansoir is packing. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I was more focused on LA Night, to be honest. Um, one. I, I saw the outfit, I was like, oh, I'm putting that down because this is a, a callback to, I've used it before, for, for Graham with a tires. One of the things I noticed in that match, or it appeared so, like, when because LA Knight came and did a speech afterwards, because I was starting to skip a minute, yeah. and I was like, oh, he's talking, he's dressing the crowd. Um, after he won, there was a very smattering of applause from the crowd, like, from the camera. Like, you could see very few people really kind of clapping. Yeah. And when he was doing his speech as well, it didn't seem that it kind of resonated with the crowd, because most of them probably aren't familiar with LA Knight, particularly. Um, he'd not been up that long. He's mainly for NXT, or if people know him from Impact. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they piped in noise for that. It didn't seem like the reaction he was getting was the same as from what I could see on the, the physical camera. I don't know if you noticed it at all. Yeah, he got... he got he, he, um, But he immediately did the heel turn. And that's started getting some booze. That was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, he can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm a big fan of LA Knight and, and whichever form he's in. And I, I think he's so good on the mic. I think once the fans do get to see him, um, get his, obviously Hunter knows what he's doing. So I, I'm not worried about it. They can do it. I think he'll definitely get more appearances. So that's good. But I, I kind of like the kind of the finishing of that the male models organization like are they going to battle back and forth i wouldn't be surprised if they interfered in his matches going forwards and then there'll be a bigger match later down the line but yeah no really glad to see him 
That's it. Well done then, guys. Uh, me and Graham are back next week. Uh, keep your ears open, by the way, because next month we've got some very special guests coming your way. Uh, mm. More to be revealed soon, guys. Uh, Matt's actually done some booking. Whew, only took 18 months. Two years. No, nearly two years. We will see you next week, guys. <laughs> On behalf of us, we'll kick a cup back up. Be safe, and uh, we're at it. Watch the temperatures on those ovens. Boom. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP scrolling slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.